1: Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh,
2: it's a straight up screamer!
1: Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers, this FIFA World Cup. With great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly for Gambler's help. Call one 800 858
2: 858 is more than just a game. There's no talking on the green. Continue
0: at 1972
2: prices and nothing is soft. Stick it right up and right
1: up. And... Welcome. Without Bias with Jack Heverin. Fantastic to be back for our first edition in 2020. It is Without Bias and you can join us at any stage. Send through your feedback, send through your thoughts and most importantly, keep up to date with everything that's happening in the sport of bowls. Bowls Bowlsaustralia.com.au for more information. Follow along on social media as well and you can keep up to date with everything. These are challenging times, we know, and... We'd all love to be out there playing right now. Unfortunately, we can't be, and hopefully the return is coming sooner rather than later. So for all of you out there, we're thinking of you. We're one big giant community, and we will be back out there sooner rather than later. Steve Glasson, the national coach, will join us in about 15 minutes from now. But for the first episode of Without Bias for 2020, there is no more fitting guest than the CEO of Bowls Australia, Neil Dalrymple, who joins us. Neil, welcome.
2: Thanks, Jack. Yeah, thanks to be on the show.
1: Hey, great to have you. Um, how is, I mean, it's, as I say, they are the most uncertain and troubling times. I think we're, we're well aware of that by now. How are you going and how is head office going? Is it a chance to, to start to plan and, and look forward? How are you approaching it at the moment?
2: Look, there's no doubt it's, yeah, it's tough times, Jack, but uh, look, we're, you know, we're tightening our belts, I suppose, like everyone else in the community, but uh, we're, we're trying to probably tackle a few of those tasks that uh, we may not have been able to get to. And, uh, and certainly planning for the, the reopening, the relaunching of the sport uh, come the other side of uh, whenever this uh, virus does uh, finish.
1: And, some, and you mentioned the planning side of things. Some businesses across a, a, a different range of genres are using this time exactly like you say, aren't they, to, mm. to almost redesign, re-implement so that when we're ready to go again, we can go with a bank.
2: We're we're actually, we're trying to tackle at the moment, Jack, we're trying to get a whole lot of resources together too at the moment. There've been some tasks and projects, you know, to help clubs particularly to have some of this information, this support that we can actually provide them so that when clubs do open their doors again, They've got all these resources, this information, this support that they can actually go out to the community and get more people playing bowls.
1: So of those clubs, uh, Rough Mats is about 1,832 clubs nationwide. They've all been forced to close their doors due to COVID-19. So I'd imagine that at some point in the future, um, and and this is obviously a challenging one for you and and for the sport, I'd imagine that the future isn't so bright for some of these clubs right now.
2: No, you're right, Jack. And I mean, that's probably the unknown at the moment. We are about to send out a national survey of clubs. And we think that that's going to help us gather some data, some financial information, and also, I suppose, try and look into the crystal ball and say, right, how can we help you to reopen? Yep. And hoping that we can help them through, that, through those times. But uh, there's no doubt that some clubs may be uh, forced to close. But uh, look, on the other hand, I, I suppose I remain a bit optimistic that... Um, if if they can tighten their belts, uh, they get that financial support that is out there through federal, state, local governments, then um, come the other side that they will be able to reopen and basically get back on their feet again.
1: Do you get the sense, though, that a lot of clubs uh, are really keen to bounce back from this? It's going to be tough and, and it's going to be hard work and we know that yeah. clubs are built off volunteers and all of those, those volunteer hours, but as a yeah. Bowls community, do you feel like they're ready to bounce back together?
2: I think they will be. I think they're quite a resilient group of people, yeah. and um, I mean you know them as well as I do now, and uh, I mean there's a lot of enthusiasm out there. I suppose the the difficulty would be financially. I mean some a lot of people are going to suffer financially. I mean fortunately, bowls is a relatively cost effective sport. It's not like perhaps like playing golf where you know the extra costs there. so it's a it's a low entry point from a financial point of view. so, I mean, if you look at what happened, and I know it goes back in time. I wasn't around, despite what you might say, around the Second World War. <laughs> but I mean, a lot, really? of, huh? false cops, a lot of false cops, but, but they were built after the Second World War. And um, the, people were looking for something after that. And I've read about this, of course, but um, people were looking for something to do to get them back into the community. And I think Bowls, as you know, it's it's, it's in every community across the country. So accessibility has never been our problem.
1: Neil Dalrymple, the CEO of Bowls Australia, joining us here on Without Bias. Let's talk about something that is going to be, is coming out today, in fact, the strategic plan. It's going to formalise some of the initiatives that we need to get involved in and really need to embrace to try and get the sport back on its feet.
2: Absolutely. Look, And we've, we've done a bit of a rehash of, uh, of the plan, but we certainly had... A four-year cycle in in process. So that was from 2018 to 2022. But like everything with an evolving world, uh, particularly right at the moment, and we felt that it was time to we need to keep it up up to speed, up to what what's going on out in the community. So we've updated it for the 2020 to 2022 period. No doubt, one of our new strategic uh, focuses is a, a COVID-19 response plan for the Bowls community. So whether we can support, as I've said before, resources, financial support, whatever we can do, obviously we'll develop a plan around that so that we can help clubs. Some of the other things is around environmental action plans. So we want to do more for the environment, so be a good community citizen and um, yeah, look at a whole lot of other participation activities that we can support our, our bowls. And we've still got Things like, you know, the, the BPL and the high performance, obviously with the World Championships now in 2021. Yep. So um, it's a uh, a good period.
1: Uh, that's available now, bowls.com.au. It was dropped on the website earlier today. The Bowls Unleashed strategic plan for 2020 to 2022. Just jump online, bowls.com.au, and it's all there. It's got all of the information that you need to try and help your club. Um, Two main events, two, the 2020. It was going to be such a, a magical mm. year, I reckon, for the sport. Uh, still, in yep. many ways, still fresh off the Commonwealth Games for a couple of years ago. But we had the World Championships and the Australian Open almost going back to back. It, yep. it is a shame, but I guess the positive now, as you say, Neil, is that we do have dates for both of these for next year.
2: Yep, and uh, we basically switched the World Championships 12 months on. So almost exactly the yep. same dates in May, June of 2021. I mean, I suppose, look, the real risk now is hopefully all the countries, the 36 countries that are um, attending will still come. I mean, there'll be some, I suppose, scepticism around travel, but uh, hopefully you know, the borders will be open. Australia will be open for business in 2021 and um, and then all the countries do come because it's really going to be important, I think, for, for people to come out and watch these great bowlers in, in action. So, And then the AO will follow in, uh, in June in 2021. So the month of June will be a huge... On the Gold Coast in uh, in twenty twenty one,
1: we might have to fire up the caravan.
2: Well, I don't know. We've, we've got to get these countries <laughs> here, though, Jack. I don't know. That's we true. We might have to fire up the boats, I think. So, uh, but anyway, that but is like, true. I mean, I'm, I'll have to remain optimistic, and that you know things will things will get better. Is it
1: is it too far out at the moment to try and forecast the the bowls Premier League for later in the year?
2: Oh, look, I think we're yeah we're still pretty hopeful that that will happen in November. So. Uh, Again, that's at Pine Rivers, and, uh, yeah, we, we would see that, again, will be uh, a very important event to get that back. You know, the television side of things and, and how it profiles the sport is, is so important. And I think if we're back on the green in October, November, I think the BPL will fit nicely into that um, relaunch of the sport.
1: And give us something to look forward to as well, Neil. It's like, it's like the World Championships you were saying. It's sometimes we just need to see the date in the calendar yeah. to be able to then look forward to it.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty optimistic that October, November, that you know, hopefully everyone is back out on the green by then.
1: Um, the support of sponsors and the wonderful sponsors that are involved with Bowls Australia and and the network yep. is growing all the time, and the tourism bodies as well. Are they are they sticking with the sport? Are they sticking with the people and and sticking with you?
2: Yep, no, they are, and look, they're very supportive in in all aspects there. And uh, I mean, I think a great example was the Bowl Show that was uh, was. Uh, showing on the weekend on on seven two and then we'll be on fox uh tonight yep. and um so yeah look the sponsors there i know we we do get a little bit of criticism a bit bit overtly commercial but i mean so important to keep sponsors involved in the sport and they help to uh support initiatives like the bowl show and um if we can showcase more of that i think that's fantastic and yeah tourism events queensland and gold coast city council have been very supportive around the world championships and the Australian Open. One other event that we look at is the Nationals, a new event in October this year. So we're kind of hoping that that might go ahead. But again, support of um, of those tourism bodies is is also very important on that one too. So, um, but remain optimistic.
1: Neil, great to hear from you and great to hear that there's still a lot going on despite these uh, the times of a lot of industries being shut down. It's all about strategic planning and moving forward. So again, bowls.com.au, Bowls Unleashed, the 2020-2022 to strategic plan is available online now.
2: Thank you for your time, and we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Jack, and it's great to have Without Bias back on the air. So thanks for your support as well.
1: It sure is. And Steve Glasson, the national coach, will join us on the other side of this. From the white outdoors to the great indoors, this is Without Bias with Jack Hebron. From the white outdoors to the great indoors, this is Without Bias with Jack Hebron. Great to be back for 2020. It is Without Bias. Bowls.com.au is where you need to head for all the latest news and information and including... The 2020 strategic plan from 2020 to 2022, it was made available today. All you need to do, as I say, is go to bowls.com.au or you can go to the social media links and click your way through and have a read of it if you're involved at a local club.
2: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. I
1: strongly suggest that there is some fantastic tips and some fantastic advice in there for you now. Today, on my to this very day, April the 14th, on my Instagram and on my Facebook, I was getting all of these things come through of memories from a couple of years ago. They were at the Commonwealth Games and we've all got so many amazing memories of what Australia were able to achieve. I'd imagine none more so than the national coach, Steve Glasson, who joins us on the first edition of Without Bias. Hello, Glass. Oh, Jack...
0: Very well, thank you in these times uh, and a great pleasure to be on your show as always. So thanks for the opportunity.
1: Two years ago, basically to the day, from the scenes that we saw at Broadbeach, it's, it's crazy how quick it's
0: gone. Mate, it is, it is unbelievable. It just feels like the other day, to be honest. Um, it was great to to catch some of the the relive moments, I suppose, over the weekend Bowls Australia produced on Facebook. Um, and, you know, just looking back and, yeah, it just seems like five minutes ago, it was so much fun to watch... Uh, a number of the highlights and and to see the players in particular. And and I've got to say the crowd that was just instrumental in Australia's success, um, celebrating, enjoying, and and not just the victories, but enjoying the game for what it is. I, I thought that was one of the highlights in itself. So it was just wonderful.
1: Have you had a chance to, because Bowls Australia have been putting so many of these wonderful matches on social media, have you had a chance to sit back and watch any of the BCIB
0: Australian Jackaroos matches that we saw? Mate, I didn't see them all it's fair to say I'd be telling you a, a faux pas if I did but I did catch a cup I did catch a couple of them and, and the whole the whole game of the multi um, disability triples I managed to watch on the weekend um, which you know went down to one of the best finishes you'll ever see yep. and and two awesome teams I must say in New Zealand and Australia and I want to give credit to New Zealand as well they were they were um, gallant in defeat and and you just watched the end of it and they were I I'd I'd nearly say nearly as excited as the Australian team, um, for their performance. It was great to see uh the bond between the two teams and, and Kenny, I mean the King of Kolac, Kenny Hansen oh. um, playing a couple of monsters there again just to uh, you know just to give goosebumps back two years later um, was fantastic but you know full credit to, to both teams they were, they were fantastic and you know obviously it was a great delight to see the the green and gold prevail.
1: I had the great pleasure of calling both of those matches and I'll never forget them personally one of the things I'll never forget was was the match itself and the bond between Kenny and Josh Thornton and, and Tony Bernal and the same with uh, Linny Seymour and Jake F- Failberg as well but I loved how much it meant to you and it meant to Kelvin Kirko and to Gary Willis and your coaching staff.
0: Oh, look, we're, we're just part of a very big picture. You know what I mean? Um, we, we've got a great team of people around us, both players, um, exceptional players and people and, and also support personnel. So, um, you know, it meant a great deal to the whole team. We're a very inclusive group. Um, so, so to see everybody embrace it so well and, and, and again, I reiterate the audience, the crowd that were there, that were just um, so parochial in their support. It was fabulous. Um, but you know, these these players worked extremely hard, not only to get to the gold medal matches, but just to get picked for Australia. That that in itself was an achievement, um, and and to produce on the biggest scene um, at the most critical of times was just wonderful. And and they deserve all the accolades they get. They really worked hard for it. Um, but you know they're just wonderful people with it. You, you know, yeah. To talk about the the ones you just talked about with the you know the the power disciplines and uh, and they were just phenomenal and and I really think they helped inspire our able-bodied team as well because you know it was um, a new a new demographic, a new sort of um, feeling about the team having these guys involved and it was tremendous. And, and I think both groups learn a lot from each other, which was fabulous.
1: Steve Glasson, Australia's national coach, joining us here on Without Bias. Now, I know that you'll, you, you won't want to claim anything of Aaron Wilson's success, but you and your selection panel had a really tough decision to make with the men's singles and you went with Aaron, you backed him in and and, and he rewarded you in the most ultimate way possible. Was there a s- small sense of satisfaction when that, that decision, which was met with some, some ums and ahs by some, that it actually came off and came to fruition?
0: Um, I don't think we ever had any doubts about um, the ability of Aaron Wilson and the fact that we we felt very confident that he had the game, um, the style of play and the ability, the freakish ability that he has to win the gold. I mean, every selection that we do is very difficult, and I'm not just saying that. You know, we're blessed with a wealth of talent here in Australia, so every selection is cause for sleepless nights and and you know a lot of critiquing and and all that sort of thing, but. But once we made the decision, we had total faith in Aaron Wilson to go out there and do the job and and do the job he did. I mean, he was uh, he was amazing. And, and, yeah, there were some circles that, that doubted it. And, you know, I don't get too wrapped up in that because yeah. we know what goes behind the scenes and the work goes in. So, um, but again, to produce it on the biggest scale and, and you know, to see him celebrate and, and rip the shirt off, which is becoming a bit of a tradition <laughs> now, and, 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 and get that rig out, you know, it was just... Uh, it was magnificent. But, you know, again, he worked very, very hard for that. Um, so just rewards for, for a great champion of our sport. Good on him. And, and as I say, we had no doubt he had the, the capabilities of doing it.
1: Moving forward to the current day, I'd imagine some of the BCIB Australian Jackaroos have been pretty impacted significant, significantly. I'll try that again right now. Not only with uh, the, the lack of games that they're playing and the routine that they're in, but some of them also with with employment.
0: Absolutely, Jack. It's been, you know, it's been a tough time for a lot of them, especially in the hospitality industry. A lot of them are, uh, for want of better words, club pros and things like that. Um, and, uh, and, and they've either been sort of laid, stepped down or, or stood down, you know, um, out of work, having to find different sources of income. So I think that for sure is the highest priority at this stage. And the first week was really, really tough, you know, because um, it, it came so suddenly um, clubs were shut, and, and no one really sort of expected that or anticipated that to happen. But over the past sort of three or four weeks, um, everyone's worked through their own uh, individual um, cases, I suppose, on yep. a case by case basis, um, and, and are at a lot better position now and a lot better place, understanding that you know we're a long long way from being finished in this yet. But um, you know, I think they can see the light at the end of the tunnel, albeit there's there's still a lot of doubts and, and question marks, but. You know, as far as the play is concerned, yeah. I mean, they're missing. This is this is their livelihood. This is what we're doing. It it was really saddening to understand that the World Championships wouldn't take place. Um, For me, this is these guys are in their element right now. They're in their peak, and and it's their time to shine. So I'm very disappointed for them to miss out this year. But um, you know, elated that some new dates have been set down for May next year um, to have those championships. And and um, we'll see some more announcements coming soon about the team. But um, you know, we'll prepare wholeheartedly for that, and I'm sure with the wealth of talent we've got that Australia will feature. Um, and we we'll look forward to getting back out there on the greens. and And we're trying to put a positive spin on it because these guys play 12 months of the year, year and year out. So here is, you know, indirectly a, a chance to actually have a spell and get over some fatigue and some burnout and that sort of thing. So, so there are some kind of positives with it that we've got to uh, try and focus on as well. Hey, Glass, before we let you go, the
1: um, with the changing of the dates, and you mentioned now that the World Championships are going to be in, in May and June of 2021, it does bring them a bit closer to the next Commonwealth Games in Birmingham in 2022. Vastly different conditions, as we, as we well know. So how does that, does it compromise your preparation at all? Or does it change things a little bit now, knowing that these two major events, albeit in insanely different conditions, are, are pretty close together
0: now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously the priority is to have a very successful World Championships here in Australia. That's a priority to us, um, as is Birmingham. But they the approach uh, are two totally different programs. Yeah. I, I suggest you know and we need to get back up to Birmingham. We were intending to go there this July. Obviously, that's um, that's off the radar now. But we'll look to to try and emulate that next July again in two thousand twenty-one. Um, perhaps there might be some some pre-com games test events as well that we can participate in up there. The the nucleus of the team, we really don't know. We're going to knuckle down and focus on the worlds. Um, but then we've got to go to Birmingham and, and really put our players through, a, again, another very vigorous and robust series of events and trials and camps to, to see who's going to come out the other side. there best suited for those you know those foreign conditions. So it's, a, it's an exciting challenge and one we're very much looking forward to.
1: As I let you go, how have you been going during this period? Have you been reacquainting yeah. yourself with your family?
0: I think they're sick of me, Jack, it's fair <laughs> to say. I think they're sick of me. Um, I, I've never home more than sort of two weeks uh, tops in a row, I don't think. So there's been, actually, they've been really good on my saying and, and and I believe my wife's name is Kelly. I've worked that out. So, um, so But look, it, it's been great to uh, reacquaint. There, there's been a little bit of cabin fever from the kids at times, you know, and that's to be expected. But, um not much they've been really good they've been helping out and we've certainly um well i think the you world you know championships are, are, are pretty evenly poised at the moment so um <laughs> but uh look we're occupied finding our ways to occupy ourselves we're, i've got two uh soccer um well very very keen soccer players and the boys and one's a goalkeeper and one's a striker so it's oh, been great good. they can yeah well it works out perfect so down the park obviously um you know, self-distancing and all those sort of things. But um, they can really challenge each other. And I, I've been the ball boy, I suppose, a number of times, just fetching the balls that, that are struck off course or, um, or, or not on target and that sort of thing. So running the legs off me little buggers. So it's good fun.
1: I'm glad to hear that everyone's well. Glass, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. And we'll catch up again soon.
0: Good on you, Jack. My pleasure. Thank you. Take care.
1: Steve Glasson joining us, the national coach, and that will see us out for our first edition of Without Bias. Don't forget, of course, to jump online, bowls.com.au. The 2020 to 2022 strategic plan is available right now on the website. We'll see you next week.